Hello, and welcome to the Thursday Night Kiss at Home podcast. I'm the host Cordelia. Today, in this episode, we're going to talk about a novel called Lunch No Asko Chang, Asko's Lunch, and a little bit its TV adaptation. The novel Asko's Lunch. Was first published in 2013 and written by Asako Yuzuki. Two years later, it was adapted into a TV theory and aired on NHK. There are three books in the theory in total, and the TV show is only an adaptation of the first two volumes, which is Asako's Lunch and Three O'Clock Asako. The last book of the theory is titled "Managements," Asuko. So in this story, Michiko, our main character, works as a contract worker at a company in Tokyo. In the beginning of the story, she has no personality, and is always treated unfairly and pushed around by others. Her boyfriend breaks up with her because. She is boring and never says no to anything. So after the horrible heartbreaks, one day Michiko loses her appetite over her lunch, which was put together by leftovers. Her boss, Asuko, walks by and suggests a week-long lunch exchanges between the two of them. So, which is where the story starts. So first, let's talk about the writer,、uh, and also a bit about the story of the three books of Asuko's Lunch. So, after graduating from university, writer Asuko Yuzuki, who is actually majored in the French literature, and dreamed of becoming a scriptwriter, she first worked as at a part as a part time at a、uh, TV show production company. Then at a candy making company, and then as a contract tutor at a tutoring company. So while working at the candy making company, Yuzuki read the book Sugar Time by Yuko Ogawa, and she was comforted, very much comforted, by the sweets and food in the books. Meanwhile, she kept on writing. She never stopped writing. In an interview Yuzuki did with the White Book magazine in 2011, she talked about her path to becoming a writer.、Uh, when she worked at a TV show production company, she had experience producing a plot for *Suspicion Dorama*, where she learned that everyone could be trained to be a professional writer. So she was very pleased by that, and she studied very hard. However, you know, but she was also tired of the rules and the limitation of script writing for TV channels. So soon later,、uh, Yuzuki decided to write novels, even though it was very difficult for her at first. So in 2008, Yuzuki won the O Yumimono Prize for the New Writers Award. For a short story, 
at the same year she debuted as a writer. Yuzuki loves to write and translate, as well as food. <laughs> she was even an instructor at a pastry company at one point. Right? No wonder so many of her books are about food or have connections、uh, with food. She talks about her time、uh, working at the、uh, candy making company. She said they worked so hard, and the food in the sugar time that book was the only comfort that she got at that time.、Um, so you know, I think it is true that the art, especially literature, comes from life, but also above the real life. So Yuzuki's previous life and working experience, especially, provides a lot of material for her to write later.、Um, you know, with the dream of becoming a writer, Yuzuki lives as a writer. I mean, she she lives and observes, like with a camera, and you know, the process those frames with a unique medium, connected with food,、uh, self care, self love, and also human relationships. Particularly, the female relationships. So I think the hidden metaphors and bigotries, which are very common in Japanese art and culture,、uh, which is make it hard to capture for the Western,、uh, the Western audience. It is true that in the East Asian culture, the direct impact of writing. Were written in the black and white style has no meaning at all. Yes, so the good writing is not just about reasoning, reasoning, but is all about engaging thinking.、Um, however, Yuzuki's work is more, you know, the in-your-face like vibe. I have to say, so there is. Impact even with common, like you know, contradictions and hidden metaphors. I thought that was the why her book Butter B U T T E R was translated into English first and is very popular among many readers in the English-speaking countries. I heard many good things about that、uh, about that book. But we let's going back to this the articles launched this book. This book is about food, and also about life at workplace, food and also human relationships, or let's say here the mentorships between females.、Um, all those keywords point to another important topic of the story, which is nurturing. So let's put it this way: food nurtures the body. And Atsuko nurtures the young Michiko. You know the heroines Atsuko and Michiko; they are so different, but also very fresh-feeling、uh, characters. Each volume of this、uh, story is a collection of four uplifting stories, and which happened in only seven days, and the changes of Michiko. So in the first part of the story,、um, 
One day during her lunch break, after passing by and hearing Michiko sign at the lunch box, which is built with leftovers,、um, Asuko tells Michiko directly that there is nothing wrong with eating leftovers, but it is no good to eat them with a miserable attitude. If you have this attitude towards to food, You will have the same attitude towards to your life and even yourself. So soon, then they start a week-long lunch exchange. Asuko eats Michiko's lunchbox, and Michiko goes to Asuko's lunch spots. So in the story,、uh, Asuko is a female in the management position, which is really not common. In Japanese companies, ten years ago, so you know. Remember, this book is published in 2013, and she is the head of the department and also Michiko's boss. She is beautiful, strong, and also very empowered.、Um, the TV production did a really good job to restore her image,、uh, which is I love the most about it. And here, our Michiko,、uh, she is quiet and shy. Often finds it's hard to express her feelings and emotions.、Um, she her her job is very simple at the company. Only does some general administrative work、uh, while she was working for Asco. So on the day one of their lunch lunch exchange. Uh, Asuko sent Michiko to this very hidden、uh, Indian-style curry restaurant. The food actually opened、uh, Michiko's stomach and also her eyes. Michiko's lunchbox that day、uh, was this high-protein combo with all the oily Western-style food because you know she tried to please Asuko, so she made all those fancy food. Kalake,、uh, hamburg, or something that very fancy, but because of this high cholesterol in the food,、um, Asuko has to order the Japanese style food for the next day. And actually, that's when Michiko starts thinking about how to eat healthy the first time ever, and even gets a book on healthy eating on the way home in the bookstore. And on the day two,、uh, Asuko sent. Uh, sends Michiko to jog to have a run during the lunch break to a and also all the way to run from their office to a smoothie food truck. But on the way there, Michiko meets her ex-boyfriend with another girl, so she does not make to the food truck. She runs back to the office without having any food, felt starved and also embarrassed. Oh, and even says the first time no to、uh, when she receives pressures from Asuko. Asuko was very happy about that, and she even said something. Asuko says, "There's only two syllables for no, iya, iya. Why it is so hard for you to say it? But I'm glad you just said no. I'm happy for you." So on the day three. With the accomplishment of saying no, Amichiko challenged herself again, round to the、uh, the the food truck, 
and gets her body ready for a healthy and delicious smoothie and chicken wrap that day. And she also learned a little bit more about Asuko. So on the day four, Michiko makes a lunchbox by following the healthy eating uh, book. Uh, she, but she was sent to the top of the roof by Asuko of their office building and has uh, okomi no yaki with a mysterious like old man. She learns that from that old man, there is not only one way to do things and she needs to be more creative. Afterwards, she even works overtime for a project proposal and is able to say no to her jerk ex-boyfriend for the first time ever that night, loud and clear. Then, on the day five, the last day, she hands in her creative project proposal and also uh, sent by Asako to help at the curry restaurant she went on Monday during lunchtime. Besides serving the curry, she also makes food when the curry was sold out. After learning to be creative, she ends up developing a new menu for the restaurant. The owner of the restaurant was so pleased with the food that she made. Michiko learns the creativity can be found everywhere in life and not just at work. So Asuko does not say a lot to mentor Michiko. After seeing her potential, she pushes Michiko to learn through her actions. In one of the later episodes, Asuko asks, I know that you do want to change your life, so do you want to have a life change then? Then start with changing the food you eat. Our body is made up of what we eat, means we are what we eat. And the same applies to our life. So besides the food, uh, the writer Asako Yuzuki works often focus on women. Um, after reading many of her books, I found the female image in Yuzuki the writing is extremely diverse and uh, all three-dimensional, which is, I cannot appreciate enough. If we only talk about the female image in Asuko's lunch, um, Asuko might still be uncommon in Japan, but very common elsewhere. At the Japanese book reading tracker website, uh, BookMeter, some readers comment that Asuko's strength is still overwhelming to them. So my question is here, why it is still hard for people to accept a female with a strong personality in 2023? But you know, on the topic of women in the management positions or empowerment, Yuzuki can be, you know, also following the stereotype a little bit. Uh, for example, the Asuko and other supervisors that Michiko's has later in another department are all kind of like unpredictable and love to give young people a hard time, which I really disagree with. But in terms of the Japan's hierarchy social structures, it makes sense. It makes sense to, to them. But similar how, uh, you know, the, the Asuko 
mentors or nurses, the Michiko, as we mentioned, is like the food, like the primary nourishment for our body earlier in this podcast.、Um, Michiko asks why Asuko is willing to mentor her, and Asuko's answer is very interesting here. And she says, "There is a prophet from the Middle East. Whoever can make a good cup of tea can do anything well." So Asuko sees Michiko's potential through the tea Michiko makes. So also Michiko reminds Asuko of her own mother, who did not know how to cook. Uh, did not know how to take a good care of themselves, so Asuko, as herself, is very happy to invest in Michiko. And another important factor is that Michiko herself was willing、uh, to be helped, to receive the help and the mentorship from Asuko. I also personally learned a lot by reading this book and watching the TV show.、Uh, For example, I remember to consider every test for job or job, even if it's just, a, let's say, room booking or ordering takeout.、Uh, they all have their value of doing it. I have to take everything very seriously.、Um, or, you know, when someone asks a question that is too personal at a workplace, the best way to avoid it. Is to redirect the question back to the person. I think that's also, you know, pliable in the person, in the personal, like pri- private、uh, setting or situation. You know, with all the foster and cultivation from Asuko, Michiko later gains the trust of her bosses, passed the exam, gained the confidence, and becomes a permanent employee at their company. Then in the third book, she actually does a great job at a higher-ranking department in their company. So the this you know this almost perfect mentor relationship got me thinking: How often could that happen in real life? <laughs> so because you know, okay, first of all, as far we know that there are still few female employees in management positions, right? And second. How many of them are willing to level up the younger generation, but not see them as a threat or put them down? <sighs> Bully and gender and age jealousy are expected in any workplace and any professional area. So you know, here's my experience or many people's experience that the best way for individuals to avoid. Uh, and and an unhealthy and toxic partners is by working on themselves by practicing, you know, self care and self love, and also you know have books like this one. You know, this book, this TV show is a mentor. Asuko is everybody's mentor, and to guide those who need advice on both professional and also personal development. So in the story,、uh, 15 years ago, Asuko's mother passed away from cancer, and Asuko's mother did not know how to cook, and always had the frozen food, which causes her disease, and then death. So that is how Asuko realized that the food equals life. 
fresco, thinking seriously about what to make and what to eat for lunch, and having them that day is the first step of self-care. And also saying no is the first step in practice self-love. I believe my listener might already notice that the self-love and self-care are kind of different between the West and the East. In most of the TV shows and books we talked about in this podcast, that there is no easy solution. It sounds easy, but they're not easy. Or there is no extreme of doing or not doing anything to reach. The goal to self-love and self-care, but looking at self-care tips online, we often pro we often like you know it's probably very common to see the advice that is seems almost everywhere. Eat well, exercise, sleep, go out, and of course eat, drink more water. But here's one core thing that I found is missing. Without practice self-love, the self-care does not exist. Practice self-love is not being selfish, but it's learning about ourselves and creating the necessity for for ourselves. Most of the time, only we create the space that we need for ourselves. And seek the balance within our own body. You know the consequences like this, this the self. You know things we have self judgment, like being harsh on ourselves. We have to find a balance within our body. Then we can help and give love to the outside world and other people. I learned this from Asko because in the book she she says this that if you don't even know how to love yourself, you won't be able to receive or deliver it to anyone else. Yes, she is a definitely a very strong.、Uh, she has a very strong like personality and a strength like in this book for sure. In 2015, when I first watched this TV show and then read the book in 2016, I was a student. Living abroad, living alone, in my mid twenties, I took on, I think, five part-time jobs that time, and then went to school full time. And、um, yeah, it was very bad and crazy. The idea of self-care and self-love did not register with me. So back then, all I thought about was surviving. Not get the core idea of the story that time. This year, to write for this podcast, I reread the book and felt like、I、understood the core message of the story for the first time ever. Everyone is so busy around us, so therefore, we have to take good care of ourselves. Self-care and self-love are a part of being an adult, and. We all need to keep learning about it and learn how to do it in the real life. Suppose you, my listener, agree that life is three-dimensional, and in that case, 
culture has multiple layers, and no notions takes anything for granted. In that case, Asako Yuzuki's work are for you, and you might enjoy a lot of Asako's lunch as well. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And for tomorrow's lunch, maybe try to make something good or healthy, or go somewhere affordable and delicious. This episode is edited by Grace and written by me, Cordelia. I also translated all the dialogue that mentioned in this episode from the Japanese. Talk to you soon in our next episode.